name is Katie Tomberlin, and I'm from Carteret County. This is Community Rising, Shoreside's environmental stories, broadcasting from the Working Narrative Studio. Coming up next are stories from coastal North Carolina. Hi, I'm Kayla Gilliams, and I'm a reporter for Community Rising. Naima Muhammad has been an organizer and activist with the North Carolina Environmental Justice Network for over 20 years. In this episode, Naima talks about what those 20 years of activism have looked like and the emotional toll of working with communities that are impacted by environmental injustice. Wherever there was environmental hazardous sites involved, they were in communities of color and low-wealth communities. It was through that that we recognized the problem and began trying to find out what a community saying or doing. Are they aware of these things? The most prominent issues at this point is the industrial agriculture. That's a continuous problem. Like I said, it's been going on since the 80s in North Carolina. What they call a lagoon and spray field system for handling the waste from these animals. This is a lagoon that's filled with nothing but feces and urine from those animals and it's uncovered and it just sits out there in the environment and it's usually nearby people's homes and the odors coming off of those lagoons is sickening. People be throwing up, nauseated all the time, having headaches, stressed out, elevated blood pressures, upper respiratory problems, children with high rates of asthma. They feel like they're negotiating with the ass. I got to get up and open my door just a little bit to see if it's stinking outside. What we always say a picture's worth a thousand words. So take pictures. If you say these trucks are rolling through your community, spilling animal waste along the roadways, then take pictures and show this. Uh, one lady was told, don't drink your water, don't uh, cook with your water, and if you have animals, don't let them drink the water. And then she saw her dogs die because they kept drinking the water that ran along a ditch that ran alongside her home. I've been brought to tears a many days working with and talking with communities, hearing their stories and hearing the pain in their voices and seeing the pain in their faces and the distress at having to live like they live. And that's the problem with all of these issues that I've named. Local governments see it as an economic opportunity that if you're telling me I'm going to get a million dollars for revenue, but what you're bringing into my community is going to make everybody sick, what good is a million dollars going to do me if I got a county full of people that can't work because they sick, they're too ill to work? They're not going to dump on white people the way they dump on these low-income communities of color. You know, these communities have been intentionally targeted because they have been perceived to have the least amount of economic and political power to fight these industries. Environmental injustice is everybody's problem. Just think about it. Air and water does not stand still. You can't control where it goes, no matter who you think you are. You can't control it. And as Dr. King said, injury to one is an injury to all. I'd say the people that's living outside of these impacted communities, 
what we have to think about is what is my purchasing power doing to people? I can go in the store and get me a pack of bacon and a pork chop at a reasonable rate, and I don't have to think about how it got there. But the people that's living with these animals are paying the burden, are paying the brunt of cheap eating in this country. listening to Community Rising, Shoreside's Environmental Stories. This podcast is a special project of Shoreside's and Working Narratives. Do you have a story from our coast that you would like to share? Contact us at info at Thank you for listening.